Francho, I think it's finally time we tell people about Naruto Mart. Oh, God, Naruto Mart, the saga that I think is going to be ending pretty soon. <laughs> I think so, because now that the police are involved. Yeah, God damn it. The police ruined fucking everything. All right, so one day, you know, we were, look, we live in New York City, blah, blah, blah. All of a sudden, there's like a new convenience store. It opened up where the Karate Jojo used to be. Yeah, convenience stores in New York just kind of populate. They're yeah. like stray cats. <laughs> One pops up every day. Yeah, they're like weeds where it's like you think you got them, but no. And look, they're right next to each other. They're selling the exact same thing. For some reason, they're always in business. So, of course, Rancho and I immediately realized that a place called Naruto Mart has opened. And yeah, it's that Naruto. It's the one from the cartoon. I know Naruto probably also means fish or something. No, it's got Naruto on it and he's wearing the headband. Right. No, it's Naruto Uzumaki. <laughs> Mart. Of course, they don't say that the Uzumaku part is implied. But yes, no, it is Naruto convenience store. Yeah. When you walk in, there's a giant poster of Boruto on the door. And it says you must be 21 years or older <laughs> to enter. And I don't think Boruto... Naruto is 21. I think canonically he's like 13, right? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It, it, yeah, exactly. But like, I already love just how deep this place is going. And yeah, when you walk in, there is a giant TV playing Naruto and there are Naruto wall scrolls all over the left wall. I was I was impressed because the whole left wall is covered in Naruto wall scrolls, but they're like, listen, are there Naruto wall scrolls from like when we were kids? Yes. They were like, running with your arms behind your back, tune in exam, Naruto <laughs> era wall scrolls. Like, this guy's OG. They are dusty and they're like clearly from this. Oh, yeah, they are face. very dirty. <laughs> and who is this guy? Well, the guy's name is Mo. He decided to, you know, we've talked to him a bunch now because he decided he was going to open up a Naruto themed convenience store, which very quickly became a Naruto themed <laughs> illegal marijuana speakeasy dispensary. And then it quickly for Mo became a Naruto themed nightmare. <laughs> This, you know, on the show, we've talked in the past about how, like, there are just shops just selling weed now and just paying the fine. Yeah. And they get busted. I've, because, like, every couple of weeks, like, because Google News knows that I'm now looking for local marijuana dispensary gets busted. So the big chief got busted. There was that place that, like, ice cream themed weed dispensary, they got busted. And these places keep getting busted. And I think what happens is, like, the cops just come in, take all the weed, and then they're good on weed for a few months. Nobody seems to get arrested or put in jail. Yeah, no, I haven't seen any. Anybody get arrested for weed in a very long time. Yeah, thank goodness. So when you look to the left, Naruto wall scrolls. Again, very old, very earned, very dirty. Now, what happens when you look to the right, Sarancha, when you walk into the Naruto Mart? Uh, bongs. <laughs> bongs. As far as the eye can see, that's their treasure. That's in the Hidden Leaf Village. Get it, Hidden Leaf. It's weed. <laughs> The leaves are LOL weed. Get it? What if they have the forehead protectors, but instead of the insignia of the hidden leaf village, it was weed? It was just the marijuana leaf? Just the Right. Cream. The marijuana leaf. <laughs> weed, bro. It's pretty fantastic. So not only does this guy just have all sorts of bonds, <laughs> bonds shaped like AK-47s, Bongs with only summer from Rick and Morty on it and no one else if you're looking for a summer themed bong action. A bong that looks like a UFO is pulling a cow from the bottom of the bong up into your mouth. Can you describe that bong better? I don't think I described that bong well. Okay, so <laughs> listener. All right, the water. <laughs> All right, imagine you got a UFO and it's abducting a cow, right, listener? And in the grass, that's where the water goes. And the cow floats up as you would inhale the smoke. It looks like the cow is flying up towards the, uh, the space shuttle and you suck the weed smoke 
out of the UFO. And the top of the bong is a glass molded UFO flying saucer. Yeah. And then the bong is cone shaped, getting larger as you reach the base, as if it's that like tractor beam that the UFO uses to steal the cow. Only instead of stealing the cow, it steals your weekend. Instead of a spotlight on cows, it's a spotlight on weed. <laughs> Smoke the weed. <laughs> so this is pretty great. So he's selling nonstop bongs, but he's also selling weed I've never seen before. For example, Goku. Is and that- then, of course, Goku has... Are you going to describe what he's wearing? Yes. Oh, please. I was going to say, please don't forget Asterios. <laughs> is that just Goku? It's Goku with drip. Yes. There's The, the bag is Goku with drip. And you cut the bag open and there's weed inside. It's Goku wearing the Supreme. It's Goku's wearing a Supreme logo sweatshirt and hat. So he really wants you to know he likes Supreme. Which is very. I imagine Goku got this stuff for free and like just kind of can't tell. Because Goku doesn't seem like the ostentatious type. Is that fair to say? Yeah, Goku's doing the uh, I had to do it to him pose, like the damn Daniel. Is that what that is? I didn't know that. I also got some weed that was Grand Theft Auto themed Now from there the other week. Now Rancho. So is it one of the main characters from the Grand Theft Auto series like that Franklin or Tommy Versetti or the crazy guy? Like, like who's on the cover of this? No, it's uh, the weed is flavored like Michael shit-ass kids from Grand Theft Auto 5, Jimmy, and I don't forget what his slut daughter's named. That's right. Haley or something. The like the upper middle class gangster from Grand Theft Auto Five who tried to leave the life. His kids are the face of the weed. And his son is playing video games with one hand and giving you the finger with the other, which doesn't seem like a great way to play video games. Upper middle class. He has a tennis instructor that he destroys like his million dollar house. I, Just in a fit of rage. Have you never played Grand Theft Auto Five? I don't like all the murder. You know me. I'm not. I'm not huge into the murders. But it's, I, he's clearly supposed to be upper middle class because that's what Tony Soprano was. I guess that's true. What if I told you that if you dr- you drive around and then there's a mode in the game that I invented where you drive around, park the car, just randomly kill people, get in the car, and then drive away. Okay. <laughs> and then leave the cops to figure out the aftermath. <laughs> You're trying to give it the perfect murder in Grand Theft Auto 5. Oh, no, there's no th- such thing as a perfect murder in Grand Theft Auto. That's all the murders. Well, you can smoke weed that is approved by his ne'er-do-well son who doesn't appreciate the amazing life he leads. Also, his hot sister is on the pouch. She d- she looks very unhappy to be there. I believe one time I saw King of the Hill themed weed. Are you serious? Yes, because it was Hank and Peggy, like the farmer and his wife portrait, but on weed. So this place is incredible. And it also has like all these disposables. It's it's amazing. Like right around the corner of our house, this guy has like everything that California has only he's here and he loves Naruto and he will talk to you about Naruto. Except his fucking sign was taken down by the goddamn government. I forgot that I forgot about that part of the story. Yes. So he so his sign that said Naruto Mart and it had the little swirly thing and it was in the Naruto font and in the colors. One day we go to a store and his his like big expensive sign has been ripped off of the front of the building and now there's just like exposed brick chunks and wiring. Like this wasn't some cheap he told us, remember he told us that the sign cost him $6,000? Yeah, it wasn't a shit-ass sign. It was, like, attached to the building. It was attached to the awning. It wasn't, like, something you could easily disassemble, listener. It wasn't a marquee, but it was uh, a, a staple of the building, I thought. <laughs> so we co- we go in there, and we're like, what, where, where the hell's the Naruto sign? Yeah, where'd where the Naruto sign go? Where the hell's this thing that's been entertaining us for months? And he was like, the goddamn government. And it was the first time anyone's ever said the goddamn government and have been like, oh, the goddamn government. So he says that someone from Viz, and he mentioned Viz specifically. Are you serious? I swear to God, he mentioned the letters Viz. He said, 
someone from Viz talked to someone in the city and a city inspector came down there and said, you got to take that sign down right now. We're going to give you a ticket for $3,000 for a copyright violation. And the sign cost $6,000 and it cost him a couple of thousand dollars to get someone to take the sign down. So this guy's in the hole for $10,000 due to his fandom of Naruto and marijuana. That's fucking bullshit. That's such ass. Like you talk about the government being fucking used. Like that sign wasn't Viz can fucking suck it. Put, sit on it and spin, you fucking morons. Like the sign wasn't even mildly inconveniencing anyone. Like you park in front of a fucking fire hydrant. You have to pay like one sixteenth of that. That's bullshit, dude. Oh no, I know. And but and we don't live in Times Square. Look, I get that you may not want Naruto and marijuana to be linked. I get that you're like trying to protect your intellectual property. We live in the in like the quietest part of Brooklyn. This sign was hurting nobody. I don't give a shit if it's in the middle of goddamn Times Square and it's just Naruto smoking a joint. Viz better get their ass down here and introduce themselves to Mo and be like, hi, we're suing you. Don't get the city of New York to do your dirty work for you. Fuck you, bro. You know how many murders there are in the subway like every second? I go outside and I get murdered every day. I know And you meanwhile, do. you're wait, pissing away time enforcing copyright of uh, not even American properties. Fuck you, Mayor, McAd Mayor Radams. What's his name? That's his name, Mayor Eric Radams. Yeah, Mayor Eric Radams. <laughs> So me and Rancher were talking about it and we're like, we think this is how you become a Republican. You have like one bad day dealing with like city bureaucracy and all of a sudden it's like, well, this makes sense. They got to deregulate our ability to link Naruto and weed. Clearly there's some regulation that's happened and it's, now there's regulations cost this small business owner slash illegal drug dealer $10,000. Yeah, and the cops didn't even care about the drugs. That's the funny part. Like they came to enforce the copyright. I'm pretty sure he's not, not allowed to be selling drugs. No, he's certainly not allowed to be selling drugs, especially drugs that infringe on other people's copyrights. You know, Goku, Grand Theft Auto, King yeah, what, of the Hill. What the fuck? Who owns Goku? They're cool with his dripped out supreme weed, but not the sign. Yeah. Wow, what makes you too good for it, Naruto? Maybe if you got some drip and some bitches, maybe you should infringe on some of Goku's bitches. Maybe you should infringe on some of Goku's bitches. So I'm hanging out with my little brother and actually we're all hanging out with my little brother at Monday Night Raw. My little brother's telling me the story about there's this new condition. It's called glass lung. It's for when people vape way too much, <laughs> they just fucking die. And I'll, all of a sudden I remembered a couple of years ago, remember when like vapes were getting cut with like illegal Chinese vitamin E and a bunch of vapors died. <laughs> and so all of a sudden, I start to get paranoid. I'm like, oh, my God, Rancho, all she does is vape. Yeah. She's just a walking, talking vape. She's a little vape with arms and legs that puts on cute little dresses to go out to get sushi. Yeah, exactly. Living the dream, listener. Yeah. And so I'm like, Rancho, we've got to get you off this vape. I'm going to turn you on to regular 1960s flower weed. You sure did. <laughs> so I get all paranoid and scared. And I do what any middle class person with a problem does. I start to throw money at it and hope it'll go away. So I go down to Moe's. I buy like four different kinds of flour. <laughs> I buy the funniest envelopes I can find. I'm like trying to like get Rancho excited about the idea of like rolling a joint or packing a bowl or getting a bong. And I go and I get her this bong and it looks really cool. It looks like a little like a rector set. And it's got like all these pipes going up and down. They're going in the water. They're going out of the water. And I bring it home. I'm so happy. It's raining. I'm like running home in the rain, cradling this bong. And I'm like, Rancho, here you go. I, I bought you a bong. I bought you an old fashioned 1970s bong. I'm going to pack this with weed for you. And then I'm going to leave you alone in the bathroom. And you try hitting it. And you tell me if you like it more than vaping. And Rancho's like, great, where does the weed go? And I go, where does the weed go? Fucking vapor noob. Why? <laughs> the weed goes in this uh, round bulb. And then I very quickly realize I've purchased an elaborate crack pipe. Yeah, I, bl I believe the term is, listener, it looked like an Erlenmeyer flask. Is that the round one? That's it, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like... 
no, this there's got to be a way to turn this into a bong. So I try to fill. So like I think with crack, you're just supposed to heat the crack up. You're not supposed to like expose the crack to direct flame. So I fill this like little glass bulb with weed that like I grind up. And I'm like, all right, Rancher, now I'm going to light this little bulb. And then you just take a big inhale. And she does. And all the weed is immediately pulled into the water. And now there's just a bunch of water and weed. And she's not high at all. Yeah, I drank some of it. This is, so far, this is not turning around to the wonders of 1970s flower weed. I don't think it even caught on fire at all. I think it just flew. I inhaled. And it was like the power of my own breath is what did it. It didn't even, like the flames, I don't know what the flame was thought it was doing. Probably just making the weed go faster. Yeah, it really sped up the weed's journey into the water <laughs> into and not into mouth. your mouth. So I'm like, well... I guess I got to try to return this crack pipe (laughs) to Mo, a guy who just got hit with $10,000 worth of weeb fandom tickets. So I go down there and I'm like, practicing what I'm going to say. And I show it to him and I'm like, Mo, I don't know where to put the weed in this. Can you maybe help me figure out where to put the weed in this? And he takes a look at it. He's like, oh, you put the weed right here. And he goes, oh, no, wait, that's for meth. (laughs) And so now I realize I don't even know what a crack pipe looks like. Mo, why do you have this? That's what I want to know. Why are you selling meth pipes in our neighborhood? Why is Mo selling elaborate erector sets style meth? It seemed like this pipe would only infuriate a meth enthusiast. Yeah, no, man. I don't think meth users would have the... Have the wherewithal to figure out a device as elaborate as that. Don't they just eat the meth usually? I don't know how people do meth. I don't watch those parts of Breaking Bad. I do know this. That while I'm having this conversation with Mo about the fact that I accidentally bought a $40 elaborate meth pipe, there are two fully uniformed police officers behind me. (gasps) Taser on the left hip, gun on the right hip. There's a blinking, like the lights are blinking on a police cruiser outside. I am so concerned with like getting my $40 refund for this meth slash crack pipe. Maybe it's both. Maybe these things are very versatile that I uh, don't realize, oh, there's the cops are here. And I'm like, well, stereos, you are technically just buying a glass pipe. (laughs) No crime is being committed. This is the one time. That's the one time I'm actually not committing a crime here. I'm just trying to return a meth pipe. Excuse me, sir. It's not for marijuana use. It's for meth use. Can't you hear my good friend Mo? Mo, introduce my friend to the king of the hill, weed. (laughs) And I'm listening to what these cops are saying, and these cops are saying, like, oh, okay, good. You got a buzzer on the door. You got, like, a security buzzer. The cops are going... You know, if someone come, if someone's wearing a ski mask or like they're wearing like too many COVID masks, just don't let them in. I'm like, what? What? I'm like, is this some sort of like cop wellness visit? Like, are the cops going around to all the illegal weed dispensaries just like trying to proactively stop murders? Maybe that. I mean, that's something they do on cops sometimes. Is they'll fuck around with them a little bit, <laughs> like when they know somebody's really fucked up and drunk. They'll be like, hey, what are you doing out here? Oh, you're coming from work, are you? What do you do? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, yeah, you got a lock on the door? That's good. Why don't you tell us more about the Goku Supreme weed you're selling over here with no locks on the <laughs> slidey glass thing? Look, if there were locks on the slidey glass thing, then Mo would have to get up to get people's weed, and he can't. He's he too can't high. Do that, no. Every time we've seen him, he's high out of his goddamn mind. I never know what he's going to charge me for anything. I only find out what I've been charged later that night when I get a text from my credit card company that's like, did you buy this at a place called Naruto Mart? And it's like, oh, good. Even though the sign's gone, their credit card processor's still called Naruto. I'm glad their S-Corp is still Naruto Mart. I traded him a shiny rock for like a bag of 1,000 milligram edibles. You did? Yeah, the one day I was in there, I was like, hey, I got a lucky rock for you. And I was like, how much are those edibles? He's like, just take it, man. Mo loves us. He does. I love Mo. <laughs> so 
Uh, so these cops are giving him tips, and I'm like, oh, wow. Well, I'm proud to be a member of this city where, like, the police are, like, taking, like, proactive steps to, like, stop street crime, and they're not just busting weed dealers. And then I come back the next day, and I'm like, what was up with the cops? And he's like, oh, yeah, the cops uh, were here to give me a ticket for illegally selling nicotine. <laughs> And I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, what about illegally selling weed? And he's like, yeah, they don't care about that. I go, oh, okay. So how much was the ticket for illegally selling nicotine? $25,000. Oh, my fucking God. This guy, he's got like a bunch of like jewel pods and vape pods and just like cigarettes, like just regular ass nicotine bullshit behind him. $25,000 for illegally selling nicotine. Zero dollars for illegally selling weed. Honestly, I'm going to say free him. He didn't do anything. Uh, bring the nicotine back and also erase the... You, Donald Trump, we need you to... What's it called when the president gets to like expunge someone? Oh, pardon. Pardon. Yeah, you need to pardon Naruto Mart's $25,000 fine. This is fucking ridiculous, dude. So this guy, all he's trying to do is illegally sell marijuana out of a karate dojo. And he's been bitten by the city for 35 grand. Good to see that the city of New York has got Viz's Japan's cock so far down its throat that it's throttling our local hardworking business owners to enforce Japanese copyright on something that literally was not even hurting anyone. Of course it wasn't her goddamn. It was it. just funny. It was <laughs> It was extremely funny. Yeah, and I went there like every day. And now that the sign's gone, I still will go there every day. But I have to think it in my brain. How many people are going to pass by that store and not see Naruto Martin? Think to themselves, wow, that's fucking funny. I'm going to go in there. Like I did the first time. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I know. It's total bullshit. I'm considering becoming a Republican purely out of what's happened to Mo. We need less regulations, less cops, more weed. So telling me all, you know, so I got to get rid of all this nicotine. I'm like, oh, that friggin' sucks. And then I'm like, so can I just give you like another $30 and can you just give me like a bong? And then that way I'll have given you like $70 instead of buying like a $40 meth pipe. I'll just buy a $70 bong. I'm like, I'm not even trying to rip the guy. I'm, I'm like, let me pay the difference. You clearly need the money. The city is up your ass. And he's like, yeah, I'll give him another 30 bucks. He gives me the, the UFO cow catcher, cow stealer bong. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, not a very good business acumen. It's like a better call Saul. It's like he's like an extremely stoned version of uh, Jimmy's dad. Better call Saul. Like, yeah, everybody likes him, but just because he's like giving everybody everything, and you probably shouldn't be doing that's not. <laughs> you probably don't have the business acumen to keep this store going very much longer. But damn it, I am here for it. No, I like him too. I fucking love that guy. I'll just I'll tell one more little mo story before we go to the break. So again, I'm trying to get Rancho off vapes and on to flour. So like, I go in there with I go in there. And I pick up two bags of flour, two pre-roll joints, two edible chocolate bars. And I'm like, somewhere in here is the ability for my fiance to not develop glass lung and die in her 30s. And oh, and also they and then a uh, a one hitter that came with a little cleaning brush. Now, guess how much all of that cost? Fifteen dollars. <laughs> Okay, no, one of those things would cost $15. How about this? How much should two eighths, two edibles, two pre-rolls, and a glass pipe cost at a normal weed place? I would say $155. I think that's perfectly fair. I think, you know, so we're doing $150 and $200. I get out of the store, and then a couple hours later, I get a text from my credit card company. The whole thing cost $104. <laughs> for everything what are the chances that like mo just found a bunch of weed and that's why he's selling this all at rock bottom prices like what are the chances like this is all just gravy for mo what are the chances mo tried to hit the 140 buttons in the mess <laughs> and accidentally hit 104 instead of 140 yeah i think that might be a 
at some point it becomes like an Occam's razor type of thing, right? No, I think your thing makes a shitload more sense. Um. Oh, wait, I forgot. The reason I wanted to talk about this was you went in there one day and you saw someone like trying to make a return too. Were oh. they nice about it? Like me trying to return that meth pipe? Oh, man, I walk up there. I'm trying to fucking buy something for Mo. And I walk up there and there's this woman. Poor dude is like high out of his mind. And there's a, a woman complaining. There's a wrinkle in the Mo story stereo. Oh, no. So I walk up to the counter and I've now, honest to God, I've never been in that store when somebody else was in there already. So I don't even know what the protocol is. <laughs> like when somebody's already talking to it, like do I just grab the thing that I want? Am I not allowed to do that? But uh, this woman comes over and is like, who was here yesterday? And Mo's like, what? And she says, who was here yesterday? Who was running the store yesterday? Because he had no idea what he was talking about or what anything was. And I'm thinking, I'm like, oh my God. We were here yesterday. And Asterius, when we were here yesterday, that was the day that we bought the lot of stuff that you were talking about. But we were checked out by another gentleman that was not Mo. It was just another really, really high Egyptian man that looks like Mo, who fucked up the pricing because Mo said that that was his brother there last night. And we were duped. Mo dupe? <laughs> it was a Mo dupe. Mo imposter? What's a great value brand mo we didn't even fucking realize and then we kind of put two and two together and we realized mo is actually two people they're not identical twins they are brothers they just have the same exact styled beard you know that like kind of beard that like new york guys have where it looks like it's like been painted on with house paint but it's not that their beard right uh-huh yeah no i know exactly what you're talking about yeah so this so like some weed karen comes in to complain to mo about mo's brother who i'm gonna say is maybe named no or schmo what should we name Mo's brother? Imposter. Imposter Mo. So some so this lady's like trying to fucking get a refund on this illegal weed she purchased. Right. So Imposter Mo, I guess, sold her some shitty joints and she's like, she's like trying to get a refund. It was like, what is the what is happening? Is the day arrived where you can fucking get a refund from your weed guy? It's oh, like, fuck. Yeah, it's like, lady, you know you had to be buzzed into here, right? Okay. You know how normally you don't need to be buzzed buzzed into it you know you don't need to be buzzed into walmart or target or a grocery store the buzzer means something you're giving up certain contractual rights as a consumer when you're getting buzzed into a place exactly it's like do you know where you are like you need to think it's like you know how you don't complain if you get if you buy a shirt from the thrift store and it's got to stay it's like returning a shirt from the thrift store yeah, to stay on it, like you you know what you were buying. Come on, and also, lady, this is way more convenient than waiting eight hours for whoever's been dealing you drugs since 1992 to maybe come to your apartment. Be cool to Mo, okay? He's into the city for 35 large. Back in my day, you know what you did? Well, you know what you got when you complained to your drug dealer that your drugs didn't get you fucked up, right? You got shot in the face. Yes. Exactly. You get a fucking refund, you bitch. Exactly. It's so it's so straight. And also, you know, if she had just gone to Mo and been like, "I'm sorry, but like this stuff didn't get me nearly as fucked up as I'm looking to get." Is there anything out here that's going to just put me into orbit? Like, I want to forget that I'm alive. Mo would have been very helpful to her, and probably would have given her a discount or something, or given her some on the house. This didn't get me high, right? Fuck you. What do you think? This is your pharmacist's office? She, clearly she does. <laughs> clearly she does think it's her pharmacist's office. You take that shit to the legal dispensary or to California <laughs> where it belongs. And speaking of legal dispensaries, so again, I'm trying to get Rancho off these weird disposable vapes that are now shaped like candy and toys. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> sure if you've noticed, but... Drug dealers, they're getting very creative with their packaging. So I brought you to New York City's first ever legal marijuana dispensary. The housing works down on 8th and Broadway. What did you think of that whole experience? Um, It was dumb. You thought it was dumb? It was dumb, and I don't know why the line was so long, because it was dumb. It was like, uh, I listener, I don't recommend, if you go to New York and you want to get fucked up, you can get fucked up just anywhere, like any store. Uh, there's probably a convenience store called, like, uh, whatever, name a meme. 
Joe Byron. I was walking by a con- I literally saw a convenience. Remember that when that was a thing? So everybody was saying, what are you thankful for? I'm thankful for Byron. Like I walked by something called Byron Convenience Store and it had a picture of the homeless man from the fucking TikTok. I shit you not. Anyway, you could buy weed anywhere. Just walk up to the counter and be like, hey, I'm looking for THC. Look for something. They're going to hand you vapes. Look for one with a weed symbol on it and an exclamation point. But this is important. Not just the weed symbol and the exclamation point. It also has to say CA under it. Because how they're fucking with people now is they're selling that Delta 8 and putting just the weed symbol and the exclamation point and, and people's monkey brains, like their salamander brains, are just seeing it. And assuming it's like a California product, but it's not. I, I saw you had like a weed pen the other day and it had one of those little California stickers on it peel that was peeling off. And I'm like, oh, okay, good. They're just slapping the stickers onto everything now. Like there's stickers in a McDonald's Happy Meal. Oh, yeah. No, not like the, uh, it doesn't have the official integrity of Big Chief. Full financial faith and backing of fucking Dr. Smokes a lot or whoever the fuck is making. You know, these real maids are also made by fucking weird stoners, right? I know these things are made by... But that's one of the reasons... That's yet another reason why I'm trying to get you on the flower. Because it's like, you can see the flower. Now, yes, you may not have seen the 900 pounds of miracle Grow that went into it. Or the fact that maybe it was sprayed with Raid. But you could see the flower. You don't know what's in those disposable vapes. There could be anything in that in those things. You could see the flower. You could see that there's crystals on it because the THC to CBD ratio is fucking swag, bro. We had that conversation two days ago. So two days ago, I'm, I've taken me and Rancher go to pick up my old nieces. We take them out for ice cream. On the way home, they're like one of them is like those mannequins are weird. How come those mannequins are covered with these green leaves? Do these mannequins like fall or something? Are they really into like foliage? And we're like, keep walking, keep walking, keep walking. And so it turns out like just around the corner from my nieces, there's now another illegal marijuana dispensary. And so I'm like, oh, let me take you in because I could see from the window that they are rolling. They are actively rolling joints. Just the counter is just full of ground up weed. I'm like, oh, I'll buy her some more flour, buy her some more flour. And then the guy's like, you got to buy this. It's only $40. And what did he say about it? He was like, this is crystal resin weed. It was like flour ground into a joint, but it retained crystals on it somewhere. And the crystals were like super powered weed crystals or something. It had the crystals. He said, like, these joints are made entirely of keef, and they've got the crystals, and you know the crystals mean it's good. I'm like, I don't know any of this, sir. So we we just got we we got right out of there. I was hoping that oh, but they did sell challenge cones. What is that? Okay. Challenge cones. It is a humongous blunt wrap. It's like three feet of blunt wrap. It's like a three foot long empty blunt cone. You're supposed to fill it with an ounce of weed. And then the challenge is, can you all smoke an ounce of weed for your birthday? You know, at least alcoholics die eventually. (laughs) (laughs) You know, at least if you keep drinking and drinking and drinking, at least fucking pledges at France have the decency to just die. Weed people are so fucking annoying. You will just ruin everyone's good night. Just smoking a fucking challenge cone. Yeah, how about this? I challenge you to read a book without pictures in it. Now, here's the thing about smoking weed. You do have to find new friends who only want to smoke weed. But then you're good. You know what I mean? Then you got your new weed friend. You do have to say goodbye to your old life, your hobbies, uh, your your hopes and dreams, your ambitions. But you get to say hi to like Dave and Harry and Mel. I'm just saying I've never had an alcoholic say, wait, I really want to go to 7-Eleven, but I got to wait 15 minutes to shotgun this beer. Well, maybe you should. I can't possibly pick out a taquito without being fucked up out of my mind. Well, maybe you should. Maybe you should shotgun a beer before you go to 7-Eleven. Maybe it'll be easy to deal with. Welcome, everybody, to the loudest podcast, the loudest podcast on the internet. I'm your host, Asteris Kodos. With us, as always, is Rancho. Hello. Rancho, I 
did it. Me, Mysterios Coconos, found someone to take to the Harlem Globetrotters game. Oh, was it a small child? No, no, none of the children in my life uh, were remotely interested in seeing people play basketball, even though I said they were clowns playing funny basketball. Really? The small, the, what, five-year-olds didn't want to see the Harlem Globetrotters play? No, I mean, I showed them the trotters on TikTok, and they were, uh, they were also unamused, but I did take my 39-year-old college professor friends who insisted on being high on edibles and drunk before stepping foot in the building. Fuck yeah, that's how you do it. Yeah, it was how a lot of people did it at the Harlem Globetrotters that day. I'll get to it. But first off, as we all know, listeners, the Harlem Globetrotters have been a basketball team celebrating excellence in the sport since the year 1921. That's right. The Harlem Globetrotters are over a hundred-year-old franchise. Originally, the Chicago Globetrotters. Then, in 1922, the New York Globetrotters. Then, from 1923 to today, the Harlem Globetrotters. The Trotters are starting off their 2023 world tour with a home game at the Barclays Center. That's right. New York's number one home team, the Harlem Globetrotters. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I'm going to get tickets. Tickets to this thing. Tickets to this thing. And, uh, of course, what do I do? I use my American Express card so I can have access to the American Express members-only exclusive VIP blue entrance. And that's the only place that you're safe from the smell that permeates from Monday Night Raw. Oh, no, it still smelled pretty terrible in there. It's It still smelled <gasps> awful. Not even the exclusive lounge is safe. So I'm in front of these beautiful blue doors, the same blue that we associate with American Express. And there's absolutely nobody running the doors. I knock on the doors. I try to pull the doors open a little bit. Yeah, at this point, I look like a rando trying to break into a kid's basketball game. But I did think I could maybe get these doors to open. Turns out, the Harlem Globetrotters, when they took over the Barclays Center, they did not make special dispensation to account for the fact that I'm an American Express VIP card holder, and I had to enter in the normal SeatGeek entrance like a goddamn pleb. But don't they know that American Express symbolizes freedom and curiosity just like the Globetrotters values as a team for which over a hundred years they've been global cartoon mascot but never has had food delivery service? I can't believe it either. Now, yes, the Qantas Air exclusive entrance was open. However, I'm not a member of any of Qantas's programs. fucking racist. I also thought it was racist against me somehow, but anytime I don't get what I want, I find a way for it mm-hmm. to be racist. Mm-hmm. So yes, did I consider going to the Qantas Air entrance, showing them both of my American Express cards, and asking if this was also the Amex entrance for the day, seeing as surely there must be some exclusive entrance that'll honor me here? No, I didn't. It was too embarrassing. Couldn't do it. No, it couldn't possibly be that there's no Amex privileges for me. Asterios Goganos. Well, I did get... At the Harlem Globetrotters basketball. Well, I did get... I did get 10% off all concessions up and down the state. So that was nice. Well, good, because a fucking taco is $13 at the Barclays Center. Ah, or is it $11.87? I guess touche. There you go. And yeah, I did get chicken fingers. And yeah, they were pretty good. And yes, they were like $25. Damn. Well, 22 with my Amex card. So me and my buddy, my buddy is loopy. He's already hired of his mind. I asked him to meet me at the Amex entrance. I take a picture of the MX entrance. They're the only giant blue doors on the Barclays Center. He can't find me. It's fine. We get in. We get in. We take our seats. We are immediately sitting next to three other men in their late 30s, <laughs> early 40s who are also there with no kids, who also had the exact same idea. Let's go to the Globetrotters game high. And I, it was amazing for me because I'm sober. And I'm like, you see, this is what you look like. And I'm pointing at me and my friend. I'm like, this is you, the three you. This is you right here. How does the mirror look? Terrible, doesn't it? This is how you're spending your Sunday at a kid's basketball game? You three losers need to get families and ambitions. Yeah, oh my God, I'm so happy I didn't go to this. Anyway, continue. Oh no, it, look, I will. it was incredible. It was really, really good. 
First off, they were playing the Washington Generals that day. And I was told that they don't always play the Washington Generals. Apparently, the Globetrotters play three different teams now. And I don't know, the bad guys just put on different jerseys. But there was like a Washington Generals hype video where they were playing like slow, nasty hip hop music. And it was like, bump, bump, uh, and like Washington generals were like mean mugging the camera, throwing the basketball at the lens. They're like bullying the camera person, okay? That's how nasty the Washington generals are. A professional marketing agency got hired to make them look good, and they don't even respect that marketing agency's efforts. They couldn't even do it. Not for five seconds. They couldn't turn it off. They knew they were being recorded, and they didn't care they how nasty they came off. They absolutely did it. Damn, like, that's cold. It's like, what do you get out of bullying this camera person? It's not like this camera person was like between you and the basket. There's nothing at stake and no threat. You're just being mean. They're just bad dudes. When the Washington Generals come out, I immediately start booing incredibly loudly. And then only a couple of seconds later, do all the kids boo. That's right. I'm teaching the kids when to boo and cheer. I'm shaping the future of tomorrow. You're more important than their dads. These kids don't know who the Washington Generals are or that they should be booing them. They're just like, oh, a basketball team. That's fun. No, 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 kids. Boo! And I'm getting up and I'm stamping my feet and I'm shouting boo. And then all the kids are getting up and stamping their feet. I did a lot of cheerleading that day. So you stand them up and you teach them how to boo and then you tell them to boo when their dad comes back. Or when he doesn't? He's not coming back. Well, then who are they booing to? What if dad, by chance, the 1% chance dad does come back and be like, I want to get back in your life. You'd be like, boo, just like the Washington Generals. Okay, I like that because I don't like the idea that they're booing at their mom who did stay in their life. No, they're booing at the door that their dad left out. They're booing at the concept of the absence of their dad. Correct. I'm into it. Then all of a sudden, you hear that whistle. The... And I get up and I'm cheering like, yay, yay, yay. And then a couple, couple of seconds later, all the kids start cheering too. And it's like, yes, yeah, I'm teaching the kids the heroes and the villains of the game. This is the, the first ever basketball game you're going to see that has a narrative. And all the kids are cheering. The Globetrotters are coming out. They're running under each other's legs. They have a little person playing named Hotshot whose like, expertise is running under your legs getting the ball, and then taking it all the way to the rim and scoring two real fast. Oh, my God. Hotshot was there. They were all there. And there's male and female glow trotters, and there's male and female Washington generals making this like the first ever mixed gender professional sports team in existence. I like that. I like that the future is mixed gender basketball. I like that the future is mixed gender basketball, too. And so... The Globetrotters, they start out, they're just trying to play a nice game. They're just, they're taking to the basket. Yeah, there's a magic circle. Yeah, are their passes very flashy? Yes. Like, do they seem to be playing keep away from the Washington Generals? Yes. But they are just having uh, just a regular game. Then this one gigantic Washington General named Grizzly just grabs one of the Globetrotters and shoves them to the ground. Well, damn. And it's like, you're just trying to stop them from getting two points? Like a minute in, like this isn't the time for a flagrant foul. Like save your fouls for the end of the game. Like this is a terrible way to be started the game. It's like the, the game's pretty much tied up. The game just started. But no, the Washington Generals immediately go to fouls and rudeness. And then the Trotters are like trying to tell the ref like, hey, why don't you call that foul? And of course, do so I start screaming that too? I'm like, ref, that was a foul. That was clearly a foul. And all the kids around me start yelling, that was a foul. That was a foul. And I'm like, yes, I'm saving the minds of tomorrow. Ref doesn't call it. He says, sorry, I didn't see it. Can't call what you don't see. You need to teach the kids that mob mentality gets results. It does every time. Yes, exactly. That's what democracy is. The biggest, coolest mob. Who can scrum the loudest? <laughs> like birds. Do, do the Globetrotters go for revenge against the Washington Generals? No, actually they don't. So what they do <laughs> is they uh, pick up the referee by his underwear. And he's a, he's a 
guy. He's like a guy. He look look. He has the dimensions of a toddler, but he's like you know like a five foot seven like kind of chunky guy. They pick the guy up by his underwear and they pretend to throw him into the crowd, and his underwear comes right off. So that now the Globetrotters just have this like big piece of cloth with like cartoon hearts on it, and then they start rubbing it in various dads and moms' faces along the poor sitting floor side. And now I'm like, this is great. Kids get to think that their parents' faces are getting referee underwear rubbed in them. This is fantastic. Ha ha, mom, can you smell any shit smears on there? Wow, that must be a defining moment for these children. So the Globetrotters, they're like, all right, if they these guys are going to play dirty, then we're going to play dirty. And they immediately start grabbing kids out of the crowd and like giving the basketball to the kids and then raising the kids all the way up to the basket so the kids could put it in. And then it is getting counted on the scoreboard. So it's like, okay, all right. Like, um, this is fun. And then like the Globetrotters are throwing buckets of confetti at people and you think there's water in the buckets, but there's not. What the Globetrotters do is they really do take the moral high ground out for a spin. Like, the generals cheated once, <laughs> and, and it was also a foul. Like, basketball is a physical game. This dude's named Grizzly. What do you think he's going to do? Right, like, I like how we were super pissed at the ref for not, like, watching when, I don't know, the general pushed somebody over, and then the Globetrotters are, like, fucking rubbing their skid marks in people's faces, and that's fine. Yes, it's, it's... We're very inconsistent on what we want this ref to enforce. That's all I'm saying. I, co- I completely agree with you. And in the end, it comes down to only a couple points. <laughs> Color me shocked. <laughs> but they, the way they start out the second half is really interesting. Just to remind the kids that may have forgotten the Washington Generals are bad guys are bad guys. In the beginning of the second half, the Washington Generals, again, immediately flagrantly follow the Globetrotters. And this time, the giant male general shoves over the smallest female Globetrotter. And all the Globetrotters are going like, Ref, he just, he just hit a girl. He just knocked over a girl. Like, what are you going to do? And I'm like, oh, they're raising the stakes. This is pretty good. If the Glo- if the Globetrotters want to kind of get a little bit of cheap heat by doing this, I'm totally fine with it. Yeah, exactly. Why are you playing female Globetrotter then if you don't want to get fouled on like the rest of it? If you want to be on the male team, why can't I shoot you with a gun? half court (laughs) that's what feminism is I guess that's what feminism is (laughs) again the referee doesn't call it again they decide to make the referee's life miserable one of the coolest things that I saw the Harlem Globetrotters do was you know in order to defend their basket one of the Globetrotters jumped up and climbed the basket and then sat inside his own basket so that any time the Washington generals wanted to shoot a ball, they were actually passing the ball to the Harlem Globetrotters, who would then huck it all the way down the court to another Globetrotter who was waiting at the general's basket, which did not have a general sitting inside it so they could score quick, too. That sounds unfair. That sounds like an unfair game practice. It was unfair, but they did not strike first. They just struck much harder and more consistently. Yeah, damn. It's like fucking dropping a rocket on a kid throwing a piece of stick or something. No, yeah. It was a very disproportionate response to like, uh, the generals. Like, I uh, remember that thing? They were like, Area 51. We're all going to know to run at Area 51. And I imagine what would have happened with like a laser just obliterate. <laughs> Just vaporized, not even bones left afterwards. No. Well, oh, actually, wait. To give it to the glow jars, though, there was one more thing the generals did that I didn't like. So at halftime, they bring out dumpsters full of basketballs and let all the kids shoot with the glow trotters, which I think is nice. But then... At one point, I guess halftime was taking just a little bit too long for the Washington Generals because the Washington Generals demanded that the referee remove all children from the court. What? Which is like, 
It's it's like five o'clock on a Sunday. Like you know, you guys also played a, a game at this exact same arena at noon. This isn't a very high stakes thing. Like if you have the time to like two regulation games in one day, let the kids shoot the balls a little bit. Exactly. It's all hashtag for the kids. That's what I thought. Why don't don't the Washington Generals realize about that? But no, their bedtime's in an hour, but they want them in bed by five. Yeah, it was weird. It was weird. Washington Generals were acting weird. There is a computer hacker subplot now. Oh my god! In the Harlem Globetrotters, where one of the Harlem Globetrotters and Siri they they flirt with each other throughout the whole game. Siri from iPhone, like the way they introduce Siri is pretty interesting. Like one of the like a family comes in late, and the Globetrotters are like, "Hey." What time does the game start? Hey, Siri, what time does the game start? And then Siri's like, the game starts at 5 p.m., you handsome devil, you. And they're like, see, we told you the game started at 5 o'clock. Now get in your seats. It's, it's all very funny. That's some sick shit. Yeah. And so they establish that, like, Siri and one of the glow trotters are in a relationship. And then, like, at the beginning of the second half, the trotter asks Siri to, like, play his favorite song. And he plays, like, some sort of, like, 1980s, like, I don't know much, but I know I love you. And, like, the Harlem Globetrotters, like, pretending to dance with the ghost of Siri. There's a lot of Siri. Siri is way more important to the Harlem Globetrotters than you would think it would be. Damn, they need because they needed something relatable for the kids. So That's, like, what do kids like? Weird sex shit. It's like one of the Harlem Globetrotters. What a fucking robot computer voice thing. It's you a sick pervert. Okay, to be fair, it's a pretty hot voice. You'll remember that episode of the Big Bang Theory where Raj wanted to date Siri. I don't, and I'm glad I don't. You don't remember that episode? Well, how about the episode of Family Guy where Brian ends up dating Alexa? What about the episode of Family Guy where Brian joins the Harlem Globetrotters and? Eats ass. Sorry, what is there, is there? Is there such an episode? That sounds incredible. Continue. I know about the episode of American Dad about the Harlem Globetrotters and the episode about Futurama. Yeah, I, th- thank uh, you for introducing both of them to me consecutively. And then obviously there's that moment from The Simpsons where Krusty the Clown bets on the Washington Generals. It's a, oh wait, yeah, you bet against the glo- you bet against the Globetrotters. Yeah, thank you for showing me that individual scene too. No, no problem. As you can tell, when I came from the from the Globetrotters game, it's like a guy coming home from a strip club, but instead of being horny. He's incredibly excited to show his fiance multiple pieces of Globetrotter storytelling lore in today's adult animated sitcoms. And for that, we thank you. <laughs> All right. So anyway, then Siri finds out that this one Globetrotter has been talking to Alexa and wipes out all the points on the scoreboard. Oh, no. And now all of a sudden it's eight to eight. First team to eight wins. Here's what you might not know. The Glow Triders have a four-point line. Oh, my God. Did you know that? I did not. Do you know about the three-point line? I do. In basketball? I know what a three-point line is. And you know about the two-point line? I do. Okay, there's a four-point line (laughs) in the clock. So the Glow So it's like... So it's six to six by the end, and then the smallest Globetrotter who got fouled in the second half hits a four-pointer, and then the Globetrotters win ten to six. Is that the midget Globetrotter? Oh, it was the female Globetrotter. Oh, okay, gotcha. And I believe they're called Little People, and I believe little... he has a name, and his name is Hotshot. Is it the Little Hotshot Person Globetrotter? Okay, you could just say, is it Hotshot? Or is it the little person Globetrotter? Is it Hotshot, comma, the little person Globetrotter? Okay, mentioning his name, I, there's only one Globetrotter named Hotshot. I know who you're talking about when you're talking about Hotshot. But yes, he is a little person, and no, he was not the one that got fired. Oh, her name was TNT. TNT, not Hotshot, the little person. No, and you'll remember, I tried to show you because later that night, Around one in the morning when I typed Harlem Globetrotters into Pluto TV and I found that television series called the Globetrotter Challenge. I did try to show you TNT jumping off of a humongous hotel in Las Vegas to dunk a basketball. And what did I do? Kick you directly in the balls to get you to shut it off? No, you fell asleep real fast, almost defensively, I think. Oh, okay. Well, I had a dream where I kicked you really hard in the balls to get you to shut it off. You're really not into the Harlem Globetrotters. I don't get it. I don't get this weird fetish you have. Fetish? Yeah. What do you mean? Fetish? Just what? Just because I bought the $70 jersey and $30 shorts? Your weird, sick Harlem Globetrotter hotshot fetish. I've seen your computer searches. It's messed up. Is it because I'm constantly whistling that tune while I'm engaging in activities? Yes, exactly. I don't know what you're talking about. Is it the fact that I spin a basketball, but 
somewhere else. Do poop. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what there is not to like about the Globetrotters. They're basketball playing clowns. Yeah, no, they're they're good. They're good kid stuff. I I don't know. Maybe I just don't like the. Tr- I'm not impressed by the Trotters. Perhaps I'm angry at the Trotters. Why are you angry at the Trotters? Because I just don't think they get it on a good show. They do the best, the greatest show on earth. I don't think they do. Two years. How long has the loudest podcast been around? It's hopefully not that long. I hope I'm dead way before, of glass long, way before 100. Well, you're going to be dead of glass long soon, unless I can get you on this flower. Thank we'll talk about God. That a little bit. We'll talk about that a little bit later. All right, well, listen. The next time the Trotters come to town, you promise you'll come with me? No, I'm going to trot she on over to the She promised toilet. she'd come with me. Listeners, you heard it. Me, here's what we're doing. Floor side seats. Because when you sit floor side, you're involved in the antics. Oh, no, I want the opposite of that. No antics, please. One of the glow trotters stole a lady's purse mid-game. And then when he gave it back to her, he was like, well, now I've given you something. How about you give me something? And then she gave him a big kiss on the cheek. Alexa didn't like it. And then I'll pull out a gigantic copy of Elliot Rogers' My Twisted World and hand it to him. Be like, here you go. Here's your gift. You know, you can't just mention Elliot Rogers every time you want to end the segment. The Holy right? Bible. I'm going to pull out a copy of the Holy Bible and hand it and say, Curly, may Christ be with you. Well, unfortunately, Curly is no longer with us. There's but- no Curly replacement. I imagine Curly is just like a title they pass on, like they have a replacement goldfish Curly. What? No. No, no. they don't do that. No. These are, these are. Metal Arc Lemon was a real man with real feelings. <laughs> oh, damn. Okay. <laughs> they're just, there's not, there's not like a touring, he's not Ronald McDonald. There's not a touring Curly Joe or Metal Arc Lemon. Although, this was kind of the, look, there's one moment in the Globe Try to Show that I m- might not have done, which was at halftime, they do play a black and white in memoriam montage <laughs> for all of the Harlem Globetrotters that have died. Over the past 103 years. Oh my God, all of them? I mean, okay, not only the famous ones, but, and there's this like, kind of like, there's this like poem where they'll be like, and Meadowlark Lemon, remember the name, his antics and dunks. Revolutionized the gay. Revolutionized the gay. There you go. And I'm like, I'm crying and I'm clapping when I'm seeing glow tries I recognize. And it was the one time when the kids were not with me. Oh, damn. I thought it was like, like, uh, what's that musical, Wicked? Like, the, you know, there's Eloise, there's Eleanor, and then there's, what's the understudy? Like, they have them, and there's, like, the B team. So I thought it was just Curly. It's just a character. There would be multiple Curlies. Okay, Curly's one of the big five. <laughs> okay, please stop me. Just stop saying Curly like it's, again, like, it's not like Lieutenant or Cap. It's not a rank you could get. Curly was a real man. (laughs) Well, now he's a real dad. I just want to bring up real quick that Curly's character in the Super Globetrotters, which was a cartoon uh, that aired in 1979 about what if the Harlem Globetrotters got superpowers. Uh, Freddie Curly Neal's power was that uh, he could turn his own head into a super sphere. (laughs) He could retract his limbs into his head to bounce, smash, and grow, and his head would become a six-foot basketball. And you're telling me this guy didn't live forever? That's fucked up. There's only so much bouncing that the human body can take. You know what I mean? It's like a concussion. It's a constant concussion. You know, stopping crimes and such. Uh, According to this, Nate Branch could turn himself into water. James Twiggy Sanders could use his body as a ladder or a rope. The super globe. Look, we'll get into the super globe trotters another time, which now I'm realizing it does kind of seem like a hat on a hat. Because what are you trying to say? That like the globe trotters' regular basketball antics aren't good enough for them to stop crimes? I feel like they could stop crimes just normal globe trotter style. We don't need them to be able to clone themselves to surround and mystify foes. I want them to be able to fly. They may have flight, and that's it. Well, Lewis Sweet Low Dunbar had an immense afro, which contained an unlimited supply of gadgets. Does that help? No, not even a little bit, but thank you. Well, I just want to remind you again, he does have a hand-pushed lawnmower in there. Does that help at all? No, thank you, once again. Okay. 
Would you like to hear about their basketball-shaped satellite called the Crime Globe? I'd like to go to the bathroom, please. All right. The Crime Globe was voiced by Frank Welker. We'll be right back after this with more of the Loudest Podcast. Well, that's it for the show. That's it for the Loudest Podcast this week. Rancho, just a quick question before we wrap up. Have I convince you at all to quit vaping and smoke flour and 1960s style joints and bonds no i'm gonna vape twice as hard now kind of that's kind of how i what i thought was happening i'm gonna put more vapes in my mouth i'm gonna vape twice i'm gonna smoke i do like the bong i like the sounds the bong makes so i think i'll go down that road i just need to find listener if you have flour that will get me so fucked up that i'll see the shadow people (laughs) please call in is that the problem you're not getting fucked up enough yeah no i just want to see god how about this how about how about after this show i set you up with the world's biggest bong hit and it'll just like punch you right in the throat. What do you think? I love it. You want to try it? Yeah, let's do it. All right. The, wow, what a cliffhanger. All right, listeners. Tune in next week to see whether or not this gigantic bong hit fucks Rancho up. We will talk to you next week. We will talk to you later. Bye.